Today on Home Care Heroes, we're going to dig into electronic visit verification, EVV, with our guest, Brad Levine. Brad was the CEO of TELUS, which has now been acquired by NetSmart. Enjoy. Welcome to the Home Care Heroes podcast, featuring trending topics and practical wisdom for success in home care. Here's your host, Ken Accardi. Welcome to Home Care Heroes. Today I have a very special guest and a very different kind of guest than we normally have. Our guest today is Brad Levine. He is now the Senior Vice President of NetSmart, but he actually founded a company and was the founder and CEO of TELUS. And TELUS is a company that a lot of what they do is, and the way that we know them from Ancoda is that they serve as what's called an EVV aggregator. And so for all of you who are listening who are in the Medicaid side, you probably are very familiar with what that's all about. But for those of you who are not, you're going to learn a lot about that today. And I think it's going to be something important and interesting, whether you're in the private pay side of the world or the Medicaid side of the world. And but before further ado, Brad, thank you for being on Home Care Heroes. Oh, it's my pleasure. I must say it's my very first podcast ever, and hopefully I'll do all right for all the listeners out there. I'm sure you're going to do fantastic. And thanks again. So let's start by talking to uh, the folks out there. I think everybody in principle is going to know what EVV is, but if they are in the private pay side, they probably don't use that terminology. So could you take us through what is electronic visit verification? What does it mean? Yeah. You know, when it first started out, you know, electronic visit verification was really as simple as check in and check out from the home. But it has subsequently evolved into something a little bit bigger and, and, a, and a little bit more important than that. And what's happening now is there is a, um, a federal law, the 21st Century Cures Act, not to be confused with the CARES Act. And it mandated in Medicaid that they utilize electronic visit verification when they're doing anything outside of a institution, so in the home. So it could be the home, could be adult daycare, it could be anything that's outside of the hospital. And and so now it's creating that, what I call a two-way street between the uh, provider, caregiver, and the payer. And uh, that's where it's moving towards. Yeah, fantastic. Like putting myself in the shoes of a private pay agency. This is a system that tracks your clock-ins and your clock-outs. And in most of the systems, it also tracks the compliance with your tasks. So it's saying, yep, I did the, you know, I helped with the dressing and the grooming and the toileting and the meal preparation and everything like that. And I guess a couple of the things that the EVV mandate that uh, Brad shared came from the 21st Century Cures Act adds is that in the situation where you are billing a government entity, so primarily Medicaid, but also could be VA or any other type of a government entity, you really need to prove electronically, you need to electronically verify that you did the work on your visit. And the specific things it's asking for in the 21st Century Cures Act is I need to know where you were when you arrived and finished your visit. I need to know exactly what time you got there, exactly what time you left and who did that and what was the type of service. So those are the things that are asked for in the 21st Century Cures Act, and that's what EVV does. So from your perspective, 
you might have your mobile app or your voice telephony for what you're doing for your caregivers to clock in and clock out. And yeah. what this does with the law is it kind of pushes it to the next level so that we're getting all of that ability to verify that these visits are in fact happening and that nobody's committing fraud. So with that, back to you, Brad. So what are some of the benefits, again, that whether they're Medicaid or private pay, uh, in addition to complying with the law, what are some of the other benefits that people get by having electronic clock-ins and clock-outs for their agency? It's a great question. When we're, when we're talking about this electronic visit verification, it's not just a one benefit to the provider or benefit to the aid or benefit to the member. It's really an ecosystem. And the, the providers and the managed care companies and the state and the third-party uh, vendors, these are for folks, other EHR vendors that we work with, as they embrace this, there's more solutions they can do there than just trying to meet a fraud, waste, and abuse mandate that was part of the law. And what we're finding is, is you're able to start looking at this as ways to expand your business. It's much more than just the personal care. Skilled uh, requirements for EVV, part of the mandate, are coming out in January of 2023. That is 18 months away, we're starting to see managed care companies utilizing this to get better information about what's happening in the in the home. You know, we call that like mobile insights. It's is the uh, recipient or patient smiling? Are they happy? Do they have any visitors? Sometimes it's very simple things that that can help uh, create better care. So we we really are seeing this broad base. So when I I would recommend all your listeners is really explore how you can embrace this technology to make your business better because those that do it better than than others will will see more opportunities from the payers for more patients and members utilizing your respective services. Just kind of putting in the perspective of when we're talking to a small agency who, yeah, maybe it started out one individual. Uh, a lot of times we see the story, I was I was a nurse and then I had some kids and then I, you know, my kids went to school. I started, you know, caring for a neighbor and then people asked me to provide more care and now I'm up to 15 caregivers and so on and so forth. But But some of these agencies are still doing their billing and their payroll manually and they're figuring it out and they might have some paper timesheets and we definitely come across agencies that say oh yeah we start our billing process on monday and we get the bills and the payroll out by thursday and that's really consuming our time and in the the spirit of what we generally talk about on home care heroes it's about you know this battle for caregivers right our industry is really defined these days as there's more people who need home care than we can really provide for. We have a, a shortage of caregivers. And the agencies that are winning are the agencies that are really embracing their caregivers and doing things like paying them well, but more importantly, getting them the hours that they want and really staying in communication with them and all these types of things. So if you have electronic visit verification and you don't have to worry about paper timesheets and you know clock-ins and clock-outs and things like that, and it's all just coming along. And then by the time that Monday rolls around and you're ready to bill, you just push the button to bill. 
Well, then what could you and your agency and your coordinators be doing instead? Well, you could be going out and getting new clients and you could be visiting your caregivers and you could be mentoring those first time caregivers in the home who, you know, everything sounded fine in training. And then they got in the home with this, you know, 86 year old individual. And it's it's a very different scene. And uh, and, you know, so that so for me, I mean, those are a lot of the benefits of you know, really automating this process. It makes your billing simpler, it makes your payroll simpler. And it really gives you everything for your your organization to do that. And that's what we, as a company like Ancoda, we provide with our solution. And that's something that TELUS and NetSmart are providing as well. And they're also playing this role that we'll get back to right now, which is that they are what's called uh, an EVV aggregator. And I'll kind of uh, put a little bit of perspective on that. So basically, when you are providing these Medicaid services, you have to not only gather all this information about clock and times, who was it, arrival, departure, and so on and so forth. But you have to communicate that information to the state or some states, Brad used the term MCO, some states have, have outsourced some of these programs to what are called managed care organizations. And those are usually insurance companies. And so what happens is that let's take the state of Virginia, one of those managed care organizations called Anthem has said, we really like the way that TELUS does things, and we want you to send all of your information through TELUS, and then other entire states like the state of Nebraska, the state of Kentucky, and the state of Georgia said, hey, we're going to have TELUS work with us for all of our Medicaid claims, and all that information is going to come through TELUS, and we're going we're to deal with it that way. And in that sense, TELUS is serving as what's called an EVV aggregator. And so I've kind of, you know, tried to describe the model pretty well. But what did I miss? Tell me what I missed and add a little bit of color commentary to what I just put there. Absolutely. You know, you, know, you, 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 you got it pretty spot on. The states, the payers primarily, and in, in, into a subsequent uh, would be the managed care organizations that are basically customers of the state. They have to do this because if they don't do this, CMS will reduce their payments to the state. So it's not a question of whether they want to do it or is it penalistic to the providers. They have to do it to keep the reimbursement rates up because it's a federal law. That said, their goal is to, as best they can, automate and to make the life easier for really the providers and the aides that are going out there. Home Care Heroes, the name of this podcast, I mean, it couldn't be more apropos. Those are the folks that are on the front lines. And and I, I really hand it to all of you out there that are doing it. It's a hard job. And and it's a job that is so critically in need. I I know I, I had a family member my sister and I'm not that old that that went through it and what you guys do out there is really truly amazing so it's our job to automate and to make your job easier and sometimes we do a really really good job at it and sometimes we need help and we need you know guidance and and that's why these these programs and partners like Encoda are really helpful because if we don't knock it out of the park the first time, if we make a mistake, don't knock us. Our our goal is to make it as easy as we possibly can for you so you can spend your time with your patients not doing paperwork. Fantastic. No, that's great perspective. 
So let's dig a little bit deeper even. So one thing about Medicaid as compared to Medicare, Medicare, of course, takes care of our elderly and our disabled. And Medicaid is more for the for the poor. But one very interesting distinction between Medicaid and Medicare is that Medicaid programs are defined by the state, whereas Medicare is more of a national federal program. And as a result of that, every state does things differently. And if you look at the oh, 50 yeah, they states, <laughs> they sure do. So some of the states have decided if you are going to be a home care provider, you have to use this system that we're providing. You have no choice. And then there's others have said you could use any software that you want. And but you have to send your information to an aggregator like TELUS. And then there's some models that are in between. And actually, what happens with TELUS is that part of what they need to do is provide a way for caregivers to clock in and clock out for agencies who want to choose that. But then they also allow if, let's say, that an agency has chosen ANCODA as its vendor and they really like that and they've really optimized a lot of their processes around ANCODA, then they could continue using ANCODA as long as we have the the TELUS integration. And, and one unique thing that I find about TELUS in compared to a couple of the other players out there, and I won't, you know, really, I won't mention their names, but if you are, uh, you know, an industry insider or, you know, depending on what state you're in, you're going to know who they are. But uh, some of the other folks who provide this aggregator service, they also want to provide provider systems. And we find a little bit that it's, it turns out to be a little bit anti-competitive sometimes because, of course, if those other companies, they know all the information about all of the Medicaid recipients in the state and all the agencies in the state, it gives them a little bit of a unfair marketing advantage that they could go and try to you know, push their, their EVV solution or their uh, provider management software on those various providers. And one thing we really like about working with TELUS, as a matter of fact, we, we always reach out and we say, hey, tell us what state you're going to be in next because because we want to work with them because they're not predatory and you know they're really trying to look at this ecosystem and I know that that's been a philosophy Brad that has you know kind of defined the way that you have looked at things and you know and who you're serving so let me let me let you open up a little bit about that and you know how you we, see this whole ecosystem playing together yeah i mean we are you know tell us and we're really net smart now we were acquired in october of 2020 so we have a philosophy of being an open platform. We, within the NetSmart organization, we have opened our doors to our population health and, and all kinds of services. But it's because of our partners, partners like Encoda, and we have well over a hundred different EHR partners. The better job we do to empower you to do your job will allow the market to embrace our our specific technologies. So in this case, it's EVV, but you might look at it and say, I could really use a pop health solution and we could have that solution to provide to you so you could provide it to your, your customers. Nobody knows your customers better than you. And our job is really to be as, as open architecture so we can leverage with with as many people so we don't have to change how they work because in the end in the end back to the same statement we have to make it easier for those providers and easier for those aides to do their job and if we do that 
as a for-profit corporation, we will be rewarded. But we have to do that job. We have to make it easier for you to do your job. If, if there's something that's difficult, we need to correct it and make it easier. And what's going to happen in the market is everybody will find ways to leverage and to grow their business and to do more to provide better care, better health care across the country. And if we do that together, all the parties, the states, the managed care companies, NetSmart, ANCODA, and our other 99 plus EHRs, we will get a better healthcare, better results for everybody. And, and honestly, that is a great outcome. It's hard, but it's what we want. And I think you're doing a phenomenal job at ANCODA. I really do. So I want to swing back on one thing, which I, I was hoping to get a little bit more detail on. What happens inside of TELUS in this aggregator side is a little bit of a mystery to the provider. So they're doing their visits. And of course, we're trying to check everything we can. Yes, there is an authorization. It looks like you're in the right location, blah, blah, blah. And then we send it over to you. And what you know what what is the service that you're providing that bridges the gap between you know the provider, EHR, and the state or the MCO, what, what's happening inside of, of TELUS in, you know, where that magic is happening? Well, you know, I always, we always joke, it's like, what's behind the kabuki curtain, you know, it's <laughs> a Japanese phrase, like behind the, uh, the Wizard of Oz. What we're doing is we initially, when we get that information, we'll run business rules around it. Sometimes we do the claims processing for, for our customers or the state or the MCO. Sometimes they just want the visits. But regardless, there are certain business rules that we will run to make sure those visits are automated and done to the appropriate rules of the payer. Then we will send that information to the payer. Sometimes there'll be a, a back loop that comes back to us that says, you're missing something or, you know, your normal course of business. But our job is to do that in a way that is as automated as possible. Overlapping visits, visits that go over over midnight. Do you have enough prior authorizations? Because we take in all the prior authorizations from those payers as well. And we can manage that. So the better we do behind that kabuki curtain, behind that screen, it will make your job easier. Plus, what happens is, is now the states, the payers, they want to have more information. So they might be more diagnostic information. There is, There are legitimate revenue opportunities to grow at the provider level utilizing this technology because now we've created an ecosystem that information can flow provider to ENCODA, to aggregator, to, pay, to payer, whether it's a state or managed care, and then back again. And it's near real time. It's not always real time, um, but it's close enough that we can that we can start seeing unique opportunities out there. And I think that is one of the 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 more interesting what we call EVV 2.0 aspects out. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And if we think about it, I mean, just to give an example, a lot of the healthcare data that people use to try to figure out population health, you know, how do we make this a healthier planet is based on insurance claims. 
And insurance claims, by the time it goes through the insurance company and gets paid, it's pretty old data. So you could learn and say, wow, you know, I see that these people with a history of congestive heart failure who had this treatment did better than the people who had that treatment. And, and that helps to change policy and, and say, here's how we should better care for this subset of a population of people. But it doesn't do anything for that individual person. Now, when you look at this ecosystem that's put in place by the partnerships between the states, the MCOs, TELUS, NetSmart, and ANCODA, and all of you providers, we could actually maybe make a, a difference in the lives of these folks because we could know the same day that this individual yeah. has congestive heart failure, maybe they, they gained four pounds in a day. And not to get into the science of congestive heart failure, but what that basically means is that your heart's just not pumping hard enough. And your body is trying to compensate and it's, it shuts down some other functions. And I'm sorry to get a little graphic here, but what happens is that one of the things it shuts down is what's called diuresing the fluids in your body. And you're not peeing and releasing those things. Somebody were able to know through this kind of a system and what is being referred to as EVV 2.0, that this person with a history of congestive heart failure just gained four pounds yesterday. There's a very good chance that somebody can intervene get them to take a water pill, get that problem resolved. And that might remove a $10,000 emergency room visit, first of all. And second of all, let's think about the quality of life of that individual. The worst place in the world for an elderly person to be is in the emergency room. First of all, you're going to be a lower priority. 100%. Yeah, you're going to be a lower priority than you know people who have been in a car accident. And you're going to be sitting around sick people all day. So it's the last place and that I you want to be. I would add, I would just add, if we do this well, the payers will be willing to compensate the providers more than just the hourly rate for personal care or skilled to do these kinds of things. Better information, real time for better outcomes, for better care is good for everybody financially and the health of the patient. And that is ultimately where we really want to get to. So EVV doesn't create barriers. It creates opportunity. The tides rise for everybody. And that tide rising effect is could be and should be one of the most important technological outcomes of what was a federal law that was theoretically around fraud, waste, and abuse. But it's not being used for that at all. It's all about better health care now. We're seeing it throughout the whole country, and it's adopting. Sometimes it's harder than it should be, but we're getting there, and we're doing it with guys like you, and it's really, really very important. Excellent. Well, I think we're going to bring it to a wrap-up here. Sure. And so I'll recap a couple of main points is that, again, this electronic visit verification is all about your clock-ins and clock-outs. If you're not doing it, regardless of whether you're – if you're Medicaid, you're going to have to be doing it – Pretty much every state is almost there. Some will be there by January of 2022, but most yep. of them are, are going live you know, anytime. So it's something you're going to get on board with now. If you're in, let's say, the private pay and long-term care insurance and you don't have this law, it's still a good thing because it frees you up instead of spending time doing payroll calculations, dealing with paper timesheets and that kind of thing. It frees you up to be spending more time focusing on the heroes. And I love how, you know, I kind of shared my my piece about the caregivers being heroes and Brad jumped on that as well. I mean, it's all really about 
the care that you provide. And for me, the hero stuff that you do is keeping those caregivers happy, getting those clients, you know, well taken care of. And and I really like where we ended up this discussion today because not only does it help us stay in compliance, but it really paves a pathway for a future where we're going to have more of the struggle for not enough caregivers, but we can really use this same kind of an ecosystem that's being built electronically to deliver better health to larger populations. So with that, uh, that's going to be the wrap. But let me uh, turn it back to Brad. Uh, first of all, I'll say thanks. And second, how could people get in touch with you that'd like to learn a little bit more about NetSmart and how they can help their yeah. you know, keeping their MCO? Yeah. So if anybody out there, feel free to, to send me an email. I can, we're a large organization. I will get your information out there. But it's B Levine, B L E V I N E at N T S T dot com. So it's B Levine at N T S T dot com. And we'd be more than happy to to guide you in what we have, to educate you on where we're going. We're not trying to sell you. We really just want to make it see if we can help better your your solutions. Uh, and then we have great partners like Ken and Encoda, and uh, we're, we're, we're really excited to work with, with you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being a great partner on your side as well, and thanks for joining us on Home Care Heroes, and everybody have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on the Home Care Heroes podcast. Home Care Heroes is produced by Encoda, the software for the heroes of home care. You can listen to back episodes by visiting forhomecareheroes.com. That's the number four, then the words homecareheroes.com.